So with me again for VOE is Susie Pomerantz. I like to call her the coach's coach because when it comes to coaching, particularly executive coaching, I don't think anybody knows more about it than she does. And last time we talked with Susie about do you want to add coaching to your speaking business? Do you want to expand coaching to your speaking business? This time we're going to talk about how to get a coaching program going. So Susie, uh, what are the various models you've seen for coaching? There's so many models, so there's really no limit to, to the creativity with which you could design a program. There's every kind of coaching, so you can coach around specific target content, which is you could be an executive coach, you could be a life coach, a career coach, a business coach, you could focus on leadership, you could be a team coach. There's a number of different ways to do it. One of the models that I've seen really works with coaching is to add it on to any kind of training or speaking to ensure that knowledge transfer back into the workplace and the ROI for the organization. I've seen models where coaching is outsourced, so you would hire an organization that has a cadre of coaches that then get up to speed on your content and they coach for you under the under your banner. I've seen models around collaboration where speakers connect up with coaches, you know, just a small group, maybe two or three coaches that you particularly trust and value who you know are aligned with you philosophically who can who can coach your content and beyond, take it to the next level. There are a lot of different models of how you can implement coaching. You can do phone coaching. You can do in-person coaching. You can do team coaching, one-on-one coaching, intact team coaching. The sky is the limit. So it's as flexible as you can be creative with mm-hmm. your imagination mm-hmm. as to how you want to do it. And it's really what works for your clients and what's going to give them the best value. So there's something you said that got me curious. Last time we talked about the difference between speaking and consulting and coaching and how coaching is mostly asking and wondering and letting the answers come from the clients. But you talked about finding someone who's in line with your philosophy and who can coach to your content. Mm Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds you know like they're not together. Talk you to hear about a disconnect in there. That's great. Bit. That's a really good distinction. So as a coach, you are pulling the wisdom out from your clients. Part of what coaching provides is a, a technology of listening. Coaches are trained to listen at different layers. If we are armed with your content, for example, I know that you're the referral king. So if you were to partner with me and I were to study all of your content around referrals and basically you were to do a brain dump and I were to know the way you think about referrals and the way you teach about referrals, then I could be listening specifically for opportunities to weave that into the coaching. Uh, So while I'm listening for the client's for the places where the client may not be applying it accurately or while I'm listening for the places where the client gets in their own way, I could also at the same time be listening for places to ensure that they understand the content as you've taught it. So your expertise allows you to listen differently. You, you listen for certain things, and I can, that's, of course, I guess it directs your questions a little bit. The type of questions you ask can be based on your expertise well. As well, that's exactly right. So the other big piece in coaching mastery is not just how you listen and how you're trained to listen, but it's also in designing the questions that are going to elicit pulling out that wisdom from the client. So it absolutely contributes to the kinds of questions that get generated in the moment because there's that filter through which we're listening as a coach. So a leadership coach might be listening through the filter of various leadership models. If I'm coaching to your content, what I mean by that is I would be listening through the filter of your distinctions around referrals and how to get referrals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good. Makes sense. So give us uh, some thoughts on how a speaker, a subject matter expert, can get going in the coaching business. What are some first logical steps to build their model? 
So the first thing to do would be to understand those distinctions between coaching, consulting, and speaking, and to really figure out where your strengths lie. What's the best use of you? What's the best use of your time? Because you may be able to, you may decide that strategically you want to get a coaching business going, but you may not be ideally suited to be the coach. So then you've got to determine the strategy of how you're going to execute that. So first of all, you want to see, does coaching align with your business model? If it does, great. Then talk to people who are already doing it and figure out what is the best use of you. So get some clarity around your mindsets, do your research, do your market research, do some informational interviews. And if it makes sense for you to be the person adding coaching, then go get some coach training. And there are a number of places where you can do that. So that was going to actually be my next question. Should someone who's serious about becoming a good coach, should should they go through some sort of coach training? And if so, where does one do that? And where do, where do you look for ways to become a better coach? Yeah, I definitely recommend getting some coach-specific training. And the reason for that is integrity of the profession. Because, for example... Since I mentioned before, there are no, there's no barrier to entry. So what that means is anyone, anytime, anywhere can basically print up a business card, hang out a shingle and say, I am now an executive coach. And there's no one to stop them from doing that. So if you really want to be serious about the business, you want to get some kind of trainings that distinguishes you from the charlatans who just decide they're a coach, wake up one day and say, I'm going to help people, (laughs) which, you know, we all have some compelling need to help people. Mm -hmm. But places to do that, there's a number of really respected programs around. You can check on the ICF, the International Coach Federation website, for a list of the programs that they consider accredited coach training programs, although I'm not exactly sure that anyone accredited the ICF to accredit these coach training programs because that's one of the problems in the industry. But one of the, some of the more respected programs to check out for executive coaching would be the Georgetown program. Georgetown University has a, a coaching certificate program. Columbia has a coaching program. Wharton has a coaching program. NYU has a coaching program. And those are some credible institutions. So they are going to have very solid coaching programs. And I've heard great things about them. But there's also the Newfield Network does a lot of really good stuff around coaching. The Adler School of Coaching up in, in Canada. New Ventures West. The College of Executive Coaching, which is a place where I'm one of the faculty members. And, and so really just talk to a number of different coaches, find out where they got their coach training, and make sure it aligns with you, your philosophy, and your style, because there are, there are over 400 coach training programs out there. So really, you want to find ones that are credible that are a match for you. Mm, good. So work on the craft of coaching, just like we work on the craft of speaking. Right. Good. So Susie, as we uh, wrap up this segment, based on this particular conversation, what are your marching orders to our members? What are some obvious action steps that NSA members who want to get started in coaching or expand their coaching, what can they do next? Well, if you're clear that it does align with your business model and that it is the best use of you or that you have some other way of outsourcing it, really do an honest self-assessment about whether or not you as a subject matter expert can give up knowing in favor of listening, can give up knowing in favor of wondering, because that's a really important distinction around coaching. If you can't, be honest with yourself. If you can't, you still can have a great coaching program as an added revenue stream, but it may not be you that's doing the coaching. If the answer to that is yes, that you can make that shift and you are a good coach, then then get a mentor coach. Have someone work with you as a mentor coach to give you feedback as to how you're doing as a coach. One of the integrity points for those of us who have been coaching for a long time is it's impossible to sell executive coaching if you yourself don't have your own coach in your business. Mm. Um, it ends up being a disconnect. Um, you know, it's interesting. You struck me about this difference between speaking and listening and telling versus wondering. I mean, we are called the National Speakers Association. Right. So 
I suspect uh, there may be some folks that wouldn't be able to belong to the National Listeners Association. (laughs) Well, you couldn't get up on a stage and command the dollars that you command as a speaker if you just stood there and listened. (laughs) You have to have something to offer as a speaker. As a coach, it's a little bit more subdued and subtle than that. It's you're you're pulling it out of them. Definitely. So Susie Pomerantz, uh, another segment full of good information. Thank you. Thank you. In our next segment with Susie, we're going to be talking about how you become a better coach, some specific things you can do to become an even better coach.